to the Gym Podcast. Uncut, unfiltered, unreal. Welcome back, everyone, to the Gym Podcast. Week one. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. I, I, joining me, as always, uh, is the one, the only, Randy Darsh. We're still trying to work out a timing for the season, so whenever I like jump in and say welcome, it's gonna kind of welcome everyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's fine. Randy, uh, how's it going? How's it going? It's going well. It's going well. I'm ready for another good episode. Another I good episode. I did my homework this time, and I have our questions. We have some more user questions written down, but we'll get to those in a little bit. We will. First, we got to recap week zero. It happened. It's hard to believe, but it did happen. We did have football last weekend. Uh, Randy, did you get a chance to watch all the games? I actually did. I watched, well, I watched USC. I had to do it by other means to watch the USC game. I I Um, wonder why. Okay. I want to say this. I was actually impressed by USC's crowd. I was impressed by like the vibe of the game. It's just that West Coast football is killing itself because they make it impossible to watch their games with a 12 network. network I know. They had killed their own conference. Larry Scott was so incompetent with this; he literally destroyed the conference. Well, well, lucky for you, it next year product, it was a good product. You'll be able to watch the uh, USC play on the Big Ten Network, so that'll be a fun change of pace. <laughs> um, I suppose. But yeah, USC. I mean, we could talk with them right out of the gate. Um, I don't know. I know they won by a, a pretty sizable amount, but from what I understand, it looks like their defense was pretty sus. It definitely was. That's always an issue with Lincoln Riley teams. I'll say, I mean, obviously they know that they don't have to pull out all the stops versus San Jose State, so they're obviously not going to. But there's just a lot of the same. Who's Alex Grinch, their defensive coordinator, showing a lot of the same issues he had at Oklahoma. They're showing a lot of the same issues with having undersized defensive linemen, which they always had at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the thing. They're going to have, I mean, just looking at what I see, they're going to have an 11 and 1 season, 12 and 0 season, maybe 12 and 2, 12 and 1, something I don't know, like dude. that. I don't know. Make the college football playoff, playoff, and then lose in the first round. They've got That's a really, really is. they've actually got a pretty tough schedule, especially in the second half. But uh, I don't know. We'll know they'll be good on offense. I think really the question for always with these Tebow teams is will the defense be good enough? And I don't know, man. I don't think so. But. <laughs> Um, one team that was good enough that shocked the world was Notre Dame throttling Navy 42 to three over in Ireland. So badly outmatched and undersized. Notre Dame did nothing special. They just rented up their gut. Hey, we have a lot of Notre Dame fans listening to this podcast. Don't you want to say something good about Notre Dame? I mean, I mean, Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman looks like he's actually going to work out after that disaster of the beginning of last season. I mean, I'm kind of glad that he's figured it out quickly. Yeah, like That's they did what they had to do against Navy. Yeah. I mean, I think like this time last year, they would have probably struggled against Navy. So for them to win so convincingly is a sign of improvement, you know? It shows that Notre Dame as a program is fine under Marcus Freeman at the yeah. very least. Yeah. They'll be a fun team to watch this year for sure. Um, the only other game that I was able to kind of catch a glimpse of was Vanderbilt surviving, surviving Hawaii, uh, 35 to 28. Did you watch the game at all? I watched a little bit of it. Both teams looked okay. Vanderbilt or Hawaii was improved a mm-hmm. lot from last year, but so was Vanderbilt. So it's like, we got a better product than last year. I mean, it just kind of is what it is. It was a better game. Did you like, uh, Vanderbilt's unfinished end zone? Did that, did you get a kick out of that? I saw it a little bit. It's kind of funny. I just can't it's, believe that this like happened. The rest of Nashville, it's unfinished construction. <laughs> yeah, it's blending right in. Um, yeah, we're going to get to the week one preview, but first, Randy, we've got some mail. We've got some mail. 
Um, I didn't know if you wanted to insert the Blue's Clues theme song here, but anyway, we're going to start with your guys' questions because I actually like how some of these questions lead into some points we were already going to make that we had it's written true. down. It's true. And some of the points we were going to make were accidentally going to answer the question, so we figured we'd start with the questions. Right. So we'll just go down the list. Right. All right. Question one. Saxo Steve from Saxo Steve. Can West Virginia actually beat Penn State? Bonus question. When they do, will it be by two touchdowns? Bonus, <laughs> bonus question. Will I get arrested in State College? <laughs> I'm assuming he's going to the game. That's fun. Yeah. Have fun with the game, Saxo Steve. Um, for those that don't know, Saxo Steve is a West Virginia fan, and he likes to travel to some away games. Yeah. It's, uh, this, this should be a fun place to travel to. Um, I'll say this. If, and only if, you know, if, if West Virginia can beat Penn State... It's going to be because the Big Ten has an embarrassing week and an embarrassing year. That's kind of how I'm approaching this. I think everyone's kind of penning Penn State, pun intended, as being like one of the top dogs in the Big Ten. And for them to lose to West Virginia would be a just insane embarrassment for the conference. So in that regard, I could see it happening. I mean, this is a hot seat year for Neil Brown. I would imagine he's going to pull out all the stops to just try to edge this out any way he can. Trick plays. He, it's a must-win game for him as a back against the wall. I think in reality, we're probably going to see one of those games where West Virginia's kind of down by 7 to 10, maybe 14, yeah. just consistently through the game, and they can't quite ever catch fully back up. Yeah, I could see that. I think Penn State is going to have a really good offense this year. Um, it's going to be if, – if West Virginia wins, it'll be in a shootout, not a defensive uh, slog fest. You know what I mean? Um, exactly. So winning by two touchdowns, I mean, maybe if, like, West Virginia has, like, a seven-point lead and Penn State needs the go-ahead touchdown, but, like, a pick six happens, maybe. I'm not maybe. ruling it out. But uh, will you get arrested in State College, honestly? If you're, are you, are you driving there yourself? Like, I want to know the details. Are you, yeah. Are you planning on drunk driving? I know, I know West Virginia loves their moonshine. So That's like... true. Alcohol needs to be involved for this to happen. But I, I, I think if, if there is lots of alcohol involved, which I'd hope there'd be with West Virginia. Um, I'd I go... remember during the Pitt West Virginia game last year, he was really drunk trying to talk to us. Yeah. Like right after the game and right before the game. And he was super drunk. And he seemed, he, Saxo Steve is way too, lucid of a drunk mm-hmm. to get arrested i think think so he blend right in just kind of like kind yeah, of like, right in. i could see that i'll go odds like one in ten. One in ten chance he gets arrested i like those odds okay dilber next question is from dilber why have you not acknowledged my birthday happy birthday dilber today is his birthday happy birthday dilber as of recording i mean when this is out on th- uh <laughs> thursday it's not gonna be his birthday anymore but uh Shouts out to Dilber. Happy birthday. Enjoy the day, Banana buddy. Joe. We have another question from Banana Joe, the new yeah. Jimbotopian. Yep. Um, what the heck is a Dilber? So I had to include this question, even though it was a meme question, because Dilber is a comic from that used to be in the newspaper where he was like this office nerd and made... If you work in an office, you would get Dilber yeah. comics. That's the best way to put it, man. He got canceled. You got can oh oh that's right I know the writer yep. did something I, I think it was actually pretty it. bad I think I can't remember but I don't know I have no idea what it is I don't even remember I don't want to know but yeah Dilbert okay. he's also a, like a bullet what is Dilbert's avatar isn't it it's like the mascot to like the school he went to the old Miami University of Miami mascot is that what it is I think so or it's like the the uh, for the school he went to but in Miami colors is that what it is okay Dilbert let us know um, if you hear this. 
because I, I always love I love the fact that Dilbert has had the same profile picture for years. I, I really respect yep. that. So. Yep. All right, Banana Joe, scrap old questions. Scrap. What's the like? What's the like? Top three to five songs that feel signature to a school, such as Rocky Top to Tennessee, Dixieland Delight to Alabama, or Enter Sandman to Virginia Tech. I already had an answer ready, so I'm gonna go. Go for it. I'm gonna go jump around. Yep, I was gonna say that. <laughs> And I'm also going to say Country Roads yes. for West Virginia. Yes. And I'm sure. going to say Enter Sandman for Virginia Tech. I'm going to say those three. I Dixieland Delight's really cool, but I really get the feeling that nobody outside the state of Alabama cares at all. Yeah. I would say, for me, Sandstorm, uh, South Carolina. Shouts out to Hashbound 132. And uh, uh, Shout with Oregon. They play Shout at the end of every third quarter. Really fun. Really fun song. They played it at the Rose Bowl I went to. Um, Oregon Bills. Uh, and I can't really. I, I'm trying to think of too many other songs. Like, is, does Neck count? I don't think so. It's a band song, right? It's not like a. a it's song. not the same. Yeah. So, yeah. Good question, uh, Banana Joe. All right, from Rice ATX. What do y'all have as, as as some potential upset alerts for Week One? I've got I've got one. Do you have one already? I have one. Are you ready? You go first. You go first. Okay, this is my lock of the week. I repeat, Jimbo's lock of the week. I'm going to be mad if you steal what mine was when I could have gone first, but go ahead. Colorado at number 17 TCU. I think Coach Prime is going to shock the world and will upset TCU in his first game. I, I genu- like, I'm not even joking. I genuinely believe Colorado will win that game. Oh, so you've already predicted one of their two wins for the season. Okay. Oh, come on. Uh- <laughs> Mine is actually going to be South Carolina over North Carolina. Is that an upset, though? Is it an upset? North Carolina is preseason 21. North Carolina actually has a very high talent composite. A lot of five stars on their roster, while South Carolina is kind of the scrappy team with a good, great quarterback, Spencer Rattler. Well, two good quarterbacks in this game. favored. Right now, the line is minus 2.5. Yeah, and it's at at home, right, for North Carolina? So, like, probably about dead even... I think it's 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 in Charlotte, Bank oh, of America Stadium. So it's in the Panther Stadium. Okay, so that should be a neutral site game. Out of Price Young. Yeah, I I don't know, man. Like honestly, I, I I feel like North Carolina is a team that like it seems like every year, every other year gets a lot of hype, but we never really see yeah, like, like seven and five or something. I know they never actually like live up to it, you know. Whereas South Carolina is a team that, in my mind, kind of usually starts out kind of underrated, but then like shoots the up to the top fifteen. Yeah, total opposite. So I, I'm going South Carolina here. Good call, yep. Randy. Good call. All right. Next question from Four Wombleys. Shouts out. Which of the overrated media darlings out of Florida State, Texas Tech, and Louisville for and this year is most overrated relative to their hype? I already know the answer. It is Florida State. No. Relative to their hype is the key word, key mm-hmm. phrase there. I'm saying Florida State because I just don't see them. Everybody predicts them. I'm seeing a lot of playoff predictions. Sure. And I just don't see them making this giant leap forward to go from like 10 and 2 and 9 and 3 team to literal playoff team beating Clemson, like everybody seems to be saying. Their talent composite just is not there. It's the lowest out of the preseason top 10. And it's just, they're just not there yet. I, I mean, I, we, we talked about this last week a little bit. Again, I, I think they're like going to be a 10 and 2 type team. So in my mind, like, that's not super overrated i i don't know i guess it depends on your definition of like whether or not you think they're a playoff caliber team in the first place you know um i guess for my team i would say texas tech dude honestly i don't get it josh pate is hyping this team up 
so much. And I, I get that they have an easy schedule. I understand that. But, like, dude, it's Texas Tech. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but, like, it, I, I literally can't think of the last time Probably, they won eight games. You know, this happens all the time where people see, oh, this above-average team from last year has an easy schedule this year. Yeah. And they just fall for the hype and drink the Kool-Aid. It just doesn't, it's it like, doesn't what, work out that way. What have they done to improve, right? Like, what have they done? Their schedule isn't easy. They play, okay, they play Oregon, That's West tough. Virginia, Houston, Baylor, Kansas State, BYU, TCU, Texas. That is not an easy schedule. I feel like people are, are banking on them just, like, beating Oregon, like, real casually beating Oregon. It's like, that is not probably going to happen, folks. At, they play at Wyoming to start the year, and that's not an easy game because if you remember, Wyoming has that old North Dakota State head coach. They do. That won all those championships. He's like the, like, Saban of FCS football, dude. Exactly. Like, why? Wyoming has been a consistently pretty good team, and they're playing at Wyoming. And it's like, I know Wyoming has like this crazy high elevation where it's really hard to breathe. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying that's managed. not an easy game. All their non-con is pretty difficult. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm not because they have the same situation at BYU. I'm not buying the hype, man. I'm not buying the hype. And they play UCF. I don't know if UCF is now a Big Twelve game. I don't know how that works. It might be. It's, I don't actually, know. it might be a Big Twelve game. I think it's a Big Twelve game. All right, from Cameron. Can I be on the podcast? You certainly can. You are right you're, now. You're in, you are right now. You're in Norway, and the recording times are kind of weird. Right now, we're recording this. It's like 4.29 p.m. Central Time. I think in Norway, it's like midnight. Yeah. Like any... And we recorded early today because of my new work schedule. I get off really yeah. early, so. Any minute now, Cameron's going to be sending the, the big Chungus Challenge update, right? And he does that like at midnight in Norway time, for, yep. for those of you who don't know, so... Yeah, I mean, Cam, we would love to have you on. Um, I don't even care that you don't know anything about college football. Uh, it's just, just you know, you got to be available at midnight. That's how I'm looking at it. Gotcha. Ty Roland 6 asks, what would it take for Alabama to rush the field? Like, what would the minimum proceeding situation be for Alabama to do what many do, but they have never done? That's a great question. I'm trying to imagine some kind of like natural disaster where the bleachers start like collapsing and the only way to escape is to go onto the field. Oh my god. That's that's literally what it would take. Like we're not at this point, we're one of those schools that takes pride in not caring about winning. But I mean You care. Not that you, you know what I'm trying to say though. Like you, you wanna be cool. You're too, and like, not no treating any win as bigger than any other right, win. Right, right. I mean, for what it's worth, I mean to seriously answer the question, I feel like it would take Saving and retiring and like legitimately like a decade of mediocre for, mediocrity from Alabama. You know what I mean? Like it would take like years and years of like seven Even five seasons. Then, that is pretty that happened pretty recently. Like in two thousand eight, we beat Auburn at home for the first time in seven years and we still didn't rush the field then. I don't know. I, I think it's going to take a lot. And that was after an undefeated season. We were going to the SEC Championship to play for the Natty. Like Never say never. Dude, I've seen... This is a fun uh, trivia thing for you, Randy. I've seen Wisconsin rush the field one time. Do you want to take a guess at which game it was? Who did we beat? I want to say Michigan? Nope. Minnesota? Nope. You, you want to know who it was? And this is why I'm saying never say never. Iowa. The dumb students rushed the field for Iowa. I was what's, so what's mad. I was so mad, dude. I was what, mad. What, so explain to me what's wrong with rushing the field for Iowa. It's Iowa. Like so, like they were like top ten for whatever reason. I think this is like twenty twenty one. They were like top ten briefly, but like any any true college football fan knows, like a top ten Iowa is is fool's gold, 
Right. Like, they're not actually good. Yeah, of course. So, like, we beat them pretty convincingly. Like, we, we dominated them, I'm pretty sure. But, like, still, dude, like, you don't I rush, the, you don't rush the field for that. I, do, I feel like I remember talking to you about this. So you're like, yeah. you didn't even care that Iowa was top 10. You were like, yeah, we're going to beat them anyway, but it's yeah. not going to mean anything. Yeah. But we're not going to beat them. And I was like, like and, I, and I remember thinking at the time, yeah, I could see that. And then it happened. It's true, dude. The only team we should rush the field for is Ohio State. So that's that's how I look at it. So. Rodown64 asks, which team, which big team will be the Ooh. first to lose to a silly Mac team or any G5? Any G5? Okay, that's a good bet. I, mean, I have to look at the schedule now to see here. Oh, I have to, yeah. I mean, probably um, a Rutgers, I mean, but let me see. Um, well, he said big team. And when I, when I think of big team, I don't think, you know, Rutgers. Oh, I thought he no, said but, big 10 team. My bad. My bad. Did he say big 10 team? I think he just no, said big team. He said team. big team. You're right. Right, right. Um, let me pull up the Mac. Let me pull up the Mac here and, and check out their schedule. Uh, UCF plays Kent State. That's not going to happen. Michigan State plays Central Michigan. I can 100% see that. You think so, dude? Central Michigan. It's either Central or Western Michigan that always randomly beats a really Let's good C5. What was Central Michigan last year? They were really, they were like 4-8, dude. I don't know. Uh, Miami that plays Miami. Nothing. Miami plays Miami. That's going to be fun, dude. We also had the Miami of Ohio quarterback come out with a very spicy yes. quote about how we're going to prove that we're the real Miami dude. when we play the University of Miami. Florida, Miami. I mean, honestly, uh, I really, I, I'm glad he said that. Like, it'd be bad if he didn't say that, right? Right. Uh, you know what? High key, I'm gonna say now, Eastern Michigan will beat Minnesota. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with that. I could really say that Minnesota always like randomly loses to a team they look like that. Terrible in the beginning of the year. Every year they play G5 teams so close, and Eastern Michigan's kind of okay. I think they went like nine and four last year. So, like, they're they're a decent G5 school. So yeah, look, Minnesota's losing. I'm just saying it now. Minnesota's losing. Sorry, bro. Down. I'm sorry well, for picking your team. I might add a little bit if I'm not careful. <laughs> so, so Rice was asking. Also, will it be a down year for Rice, the school? Um, only going, only going undefeated, winning by the cha- national championship by only 56 points. Well, as we all know, Rice is actually three and zero all time versus Alabama. That's true. It's I mean, true. you have a pretty easy opening game at Texas, who's usually like a seven yeah. and five team. That's a pretty easy win. Um, yeah, and you play like some pretty, you know, okay schools. A lot of a lot of Big Twelve schools, it looks like. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the Big Twelve is pretty small, so that sh- that should be. I think they'll be back this year. I think Rice will be back. They're gonna be back. Good old Rice. What was their schedule? What was their record last year? Let's see. Like four and eight. What is this? Five and eight. Five. Wow. Okay. The thing about Rice is that they should always realistically have a decent amount of talent. They almost remind me of like a group of five Georgia Tech because it's That's like because they're smart. They're smart and just based on where they are, like their location, they should be able to just. They don't have to recruit outside the Houston area where they're right. from. Right. That's a good point. And they'll have plenty of talent, and they can find some smart kids in there. That's true. All right. Soro. Soro asks us, I made a 20-leg parlay for this week's games, and I stand to win $100. By your estimation, how exactly will Virginia Tech, Iowa, and Minnesota screw me on this? Let's go one by one here. So who does Virginia Tech play? Hold on. This is a 20-leg parlay. Wait. 20 oh, picks. Wow. So he's, he's just assuming he's that the other teams win. Like He's assuming North Carolina State wins and Utah wins, and you know what I mean? 
So he wagered three dollars, and if he wins, he wins one hundred and six dollars and seventy eight cents. That's crazy. So we'll look at. I'll go Virginia Tech. I'll look that up while you look up the one of the other two. Okay. Yeah. So Virginia Tech, Iowa, and oh, Minnesota. they actually so they play Old Dominion. They lost to Old Dominion pretty recently, did they not? Or was it the Citadel? It, they had a pretty embarrassing loss. Dude, honestly, Virginia Tech might screw you over. I'm not going to lie. Virginia Tech lost to Old Dominion last year. Yeah. You you might be screwed, dude. Um, Iowa plays, Iowa plays Utah State. I hate to say it, but that's they're going to win. Um, that said, Minnesota-Nebraska, I, I don't know whether to make heads or tails on this one, dude. I mean, I, I so wish both teams could lose, but I have a, I have a bad feeling that Minnesota's going to win on, like, a baloney call at the end. What do you think, Randy? I just know you have way too much fun talking about that game. It's like the battle. You know you, you know that Wikipedia article everybody posts every time something like this battle discussed or discusses the battle of mid? Yeah, dude. This is pretty much that. Like, both of these teams are probably set for, like, six and six. Yeah. So this yeah. might be the the win that gets them over the hump for a bowl game. Yeah. Maybe. So yeah, I mean Iowa plays Utah State, right? There's no way. There's no way they lose that one, right? I mean, do they have the same quarterback? What's his name? Legas? Legas? Cooper Legas? Does Iowa um, need a quarterback? Or are you talking about Utah that's, State's quarterback? That's Utah State's quarterback. <sighs> Iowa's quarterback. Who even? The, it's not Spencer Petrus anymore. It's the Michigan transfer, right? Like some guy from Michigan transferred to Iowa, I want to say. Is our offensive coordinator still Brian Ferentz? Yes. They love him. Yeah, no, anything could happen. Their defense, though. It's just, it's Iowa, dude. They win every game like 17 to 10. Like, they'll win it. They'll win it. I'm sure of it. So, who, so out of those three... Who is going to screw Soro? I think I actually think Minnesota. I think betting on them being Nebraska is not a safe bet. And I know I'm biased, but I I, I really think it might be them. I'm going to go with Iowa. I'm going to go with dude, Iowa. I think dude. this is your Iowa crashes and burns enough to finally fire Kirk Ferentz. I wish, dude, but I don't know, man. <laughs> Let's hope so. All right, so that concludes the questions. No, DK had a question. Oh. DK had one final question. Oh, DK, oh, he must have posted it after I he posted did. it. He was kind of late. Actually. DK asked, does Sam Hartman have a shot for the Heisman? Yes. I think he has a shot at the Heisman ceremony. I don't think he'll win the Heisman, though. The thing about Notre Dame is our witnesses against Navy is that I know that Navy was pretty outmatched. However... Their run game is so supportive and their defense is so supportive that Sam Hartman's going to have a very easy job. Mm-hmm. Like, not, I don't know if easy is the right word, but he's not going to necessarily be under a lot of pressure. Yeah. He has a good offensive line, good run game, good defense. This allows him to not have to force the ball. So he's going to be in a great position. And he was already putting up really great numbers at Wake Forest where he did not have these things. It's true. Notre, for what it's worth, I, I do find voters in the media really, really, they're just, they're so in love with the idea of the Heisman moment, right? They, like every, every Heisman or needs their moment, right? And Notre Dame's going to have plenty of opportunities for that. I mean, later on the end of the year, they play at Ohio, they play uh, against Ohio State, um, at Clemson, uh, against USC. I mean, those are three games where like, you know, if, if he has a really good game or makes some amazing plays, right? 
that'll immediately get him in the, in the Heisman conversation talk, I think. I will say, also part of the Heisman talk can be just hype. A lot of it is hype coming into it. You need to be talked about. Yeah. It can be hard to win the Heisman difficult just coming out of nowhere. And he's got a lot of like the hype behind it. Like People know his name already. They know what he's done at Wake Forest. I looked up his stats. Last year, 38 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. The year before that, 39 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. He was the Wake Forest quarterback when they were having an unprecedented 10-0 undefeated season. Mm-hmm. It went to the ACC championship game. Mm-hmm. So he's got the hype. He's got the support cast. He's got the talent. He's got the seniority. Very possible. We'll see. We'll see. But again, he's going to have to have that moment. He does, yeah. They all do. So. All right. So now we are moving on to the week one preview. Um, we're going to preview some of these week one games. We're going to start with Florida at number 14, Utah. This is a Thursday game. Thursday night, yes. Yes. I'm really excited for that, by the way. Like, we're getting like, quite a few games Thursday and Friday night. Always fun. Very fun. excited for the Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Friday game. It's going to be something awesome to do on weekday. Um, so, will Florida get the most out of Graham Mertz? You're the Graham Mertz expert I am. on staff. So, um, I hate to it. say it. It's, it kills me to say it, but I, I really think this is going to be a scenario where Mertz, you know, has a new change of scenery, finally has a good head coach, and lights it up. I think he's going to do really, really well at Florida. And regardless of Mertz, I mean, I think regardless of kind of who the starting quarterback was heading into this game, I think Utah's insanely overrated, dude. And I think Florida's underrated. I think Florida's going to win this one, dude. Like, like flat out. I think it's not even that, that close in particular. I think they win by, like, maybe 14, 17 points kind of a win. Yeah. I, mm, you know what's true? I, SEC? I agree with you. SEC, dude. They're going to be Florida's champs in SEC. Teams. Florida's one of those SEC teams that underperforms despite having that high talent composite. And the exactly. thing with that high, very high top 10 talent composite is even if you're really inconsistent and just sloppy and not a good team, mm-hmm. that those five stars, they you're a five star because you have measurables. And anybody with measurables can just randomly show up mm-hmm. any given Saturday. And that can, that's why those teams are dangerous. Those teams that have six and six records, but a freaking really high talent composite right and florida is the epitome of that team where they're inconsistent sloppy but watch out for them if they show up with that being said utah's talent composite isn't super high the no. problem is it's one of those weird situations where could florida's technically on paper talented players kind of overpower utah's smaller players yeah. even though utah's players are a little more fundamentally sound and like mm-hmm. You, you know, just a better team. Just the individuals may kind of win it. For, does that make sense? No, I, it totally does, dude. And I think Graham Mertz, especially like having like talent at wide receiver for kind of the first time, I, I think he's being very confident. I think he, he might try to force a few balls here and there. Like he's a very aggressive quarterback, I would say. And he may make a few mistakes, but I think Florida's going to just, they're going to find a way to just keep racking up points consistently through the game. And it's just, like you said, it's just going to overpower Utah. Like, they're not going to keep up with this with the speed and the strength of Florida. And the thing about Graham Wright's also is that Paul Christ literally called up Billy Napier to explain how he was horribly misusing Graham Wright's. So I, it's like, you know, maybe this. the kid has, he has some arm talent. I, I, you will see some individual throws, which are really good. It shows mm-hmm. he knows how to sling the ball. It's just he's got to do it consistently, and he's got to be able to... 
He's got to be in the right system. As an aside, do you think what Paul Chris did by like calling up Billy Napier? Do you think this happens like frequently with transfers, especially with quarterbacks? I think that uh, maybe, maybe not necessarily. It depends on the situation. If the coach knows that the transfer had to go somewhere else and was like yeah. supporting the decision mm-hmm. instead of a, instead of being angry about it, he probably will. Yeah. Or if the coach is like left, if the coach is no longer coaching there, then probably he will. Yeah, I guess in this situation it makes sense because like you know Chris was axed. Um, I, Chris obviously liked the guy, and I, I know Grammer liked Chris as well. It's so like yeah, I guess it would make sense that he would have like you know the best intentions for him. Exactly. So the next one is Nebraska at Minnesota. Another Thursday game. Can Matt Rule sink the ship? I hope so, dude. I, I really, I don't know, though. I, I, convince me one way or the other, Randy. Convince me one way or the other. I just think, I'd hate to say it, but I really do think Minnesota wins this game. I just think Nebraska, it's more than a one-year rebuild at this point. Even with the transfer portal and everything. Talent. They have, like. They've got talent, dude. They do have talent. Top twenty-five talent composite. Yeah, they have. They have realistically enough talent to where they shouldn't be going six and six. No. Going ten and two very regularly should not be an issue for Nebraska. Right. The thing with Minnesota is, is they're probably going to come out with like a bunch of like weird like gimmick stuff. They're going to be so gimmicky for the first game of the season. We're playing a real game the first game of the I don't know how to describe. It's like a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Like this whole game to me is just. Basing it off of vibes, like it's just so hard to say though, because like both both schools are so cocky and overconfident heading into this game. You know what I mean? It's like both coaches, especially, are so just like overconfident that it's like hard to hard to imagine one of them losing. (laughs) It's gonna be a funny outcome, literally, no matter what. It will. I look forward to that. I look forward to at least one team to lose. And it's like, if Minnesota loses, they're going to be like, well, who cares? We'll just pick it up. Or, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And if Nebraska yeah, loses, like, it'll be like, it was week one, boys. You know, uh, Jim Harbaugh lost his first game at Michigan. You know, it's going to be, it's it'll be, it'll be coping. Straight coping the entire time. Yep. Can't wait. <laughs> Louisville at Georgia Tech. Louisville has one of the easiest P5 schedules in the nation. Do they start a run? I don't believe they do. I think Georgia Tech's going to win this game. I think Georgia Tech's going to be much improved really? under second-year head coach now, it's Brent Key. Pick. They have a yeah Hummer pick. They <laughs> Georgia Tech actually has I think their 23rd in overall talent. They have talent because they're right in that Atlanta area, so they got they got dudes. It's just a matter of putting it together. Um, I think they're going to be a fine team. I think Georgia Tech's going to surprise people this year. I just think they're going to be not bad. We'll see. Um, I I do. I'm laughing now, like at Fort Wombley's uh, quote, uh, Louisville being a media darling. Um, I really. Louisville is one of those teams. They were above average last year and now have an easy schedule, so people are being. Yeah, it's the same exact thing. Um, The schedule's not even easy. It's not an easy schedule. Georgia Tech. I I mean, Notre Dame at North Carolina State at Pitt. They play. They play one ranked team though. They play one ranked team. One ranked team at the moment. Like in hindsight, yeah. A bunch of so they play a bunch of like. I don't like using the term ranked versus not ranked because, mm-hmm. like, if somebody's 25th versus – they play a lot of number 26 teams. Sure, I know what you mean. Like receiving votes category maybe, right? And that's where the difficulty of their schedules is going to come in. It's not dropping some of those games. But as far as, like, super high level, you yeah. know, versus Georgia or something, they don't really play that. I mean, they play Notre Dame. That'll be tough. But it's at home. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think Louisville goes like seven and five. I think they're not bad, but like pretty unremarkable this year. Yep, unremarkable Louisville year. Classic. Classic. All right, Colorado at number 17, TCU. Lock the week. Will Coach Prime shock the world and upset TCU in his first FBS game to get one of his two wins for the season? <laughs> nice little touch there. You know my you know my take on this, Randy. We kind of touched on this earlier. But I want to hear Here's yours. the thing. I could see it. I could see TCU having a, a hangover from the national. They have I a hangover know. from the, the, when they beat Michigan, dude. They've given up as a program. They're done. They're done yeah, trying. Like we got to a national championship game. We don't have to try anymore. No, I almost have this weird feeling about TCU that it's like they lost the championship game so badly that it wasn't even demoralizing anymore. <laughs> really? <laughs> you like it's just like all right, whatever. You remember? It's um, like yeah. Remember the year after Auburn won the national championship in 2010? Didn't they go like they went like three really? and nine or something like that? They went. Like they went eight and five, and then they went three and nine. Then they went three. So I, I think that's going to happen to DCU. I think they're going to like legitimately like they are going to have a huge downfall very quickly. They had multiple first round picks go to the NFL draft after last year. They are losing no, some talent. I, I hate them. I'm I'm never I'm never going to forgive TCU for throwing the national championship game. <laughs> they threw Same. it. No, they you had you can't even. They threw the game. We haven't talked about this yet. We, we we never had like a recap episode from the national championship last year. They literally threw the game. They literally threw it though. They they threw the game. I've never seen that happen at, on the national championship before. It was pretty... I'm just saying. Are, are people really going to say that TC was better than us? No. Anyway. Anyway. Oh God. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Number one, number 21, North Carolina at South Carolina. Will this even be an upset when South Carolina wins? I'm saying it's not an upset, dude. I think South Carolina is, in in my mind, the favorite. It's going to be called an upset when it happens, but by the end of the season, it won't be called an upset. Yeah, it'll be like an easy, like, you know, SEC wins versus ranked opponents kind of a thing. But, like, let's be real. North Carolina's going, like, 7-5. I like yeah, I like South Carolina, but I can see them being like an eight and five, eight they'll be four, a, nine. They'll be like the best eight and four team in the nation. That's kind of how I see them. That's exactly what it's going to be because their schedule is just brutal. It like. is brutal. It is brutal. Um, but yeah, they'll probably win their bowl game against like Purdue or something by like a million points. You know what I mean? Like they'll just like it was technically the same record that where, yeah. yeah. It's that's just that's just how it goes when you're like a middle of the road SEC team. Yep. Right, number five, LSU at number eight, Florida State. This was a very entertaining game last year. Yeah. Game um, of the who survived the only ranked game of the week? Yeah, the only one. It's it's hard to believe. I mean, it's it's actually, like, this should be a fun week one, but it is disappointing that there aren't that many. Like, there's only one ranked matchup. I feel like it, it feels bad, almost, you know? And just, it's hard to pick this game. I'm going to go with LSU. Homer pick. No, I'm with you, honestly. I think Florida State, like, has potential, but I think LSU is going to be much more focused this year, especially with that number five next to the name. LSU is, like, playoffs or bust this year. You know what I mean? And they're going to play like that. They're going to, yeah. Maybe not to you. I, I get you're bad, though. Like, I get that you hate them. But, like, it, it like in Baton Rouge, like, two, you know, the, the folks on the field at LSU, in their mind, they think they are a national title contender. 
Yeah, but that's the problem. That's what's gonna. That's what's gonna end up being their downfall. The as a program. As a program. Not as a okay. Well, not as a whole program. This, but I mean, yeah. for the season, that's gonna be their downfall this season. It is already acting like they've earned something because they beat us. Mm-hmm. It's like you gotta no. It's not how it goes. You gotta take care of business versus everybody. Like just like a big win over Bama isn't. If you're legitimately a title contending team year in year out, yeah. a win over Bama shouldn't be this monumental. Hey, what's for Georgia? Field storm thing. Anyone if Georgia there? beats us at home, Georgia would not storm the field. If Ohio State beat us at home, they would not storm the field. LSU storm the field. There did you they? go. They did. That's actually did. that is disappointing. I think LSU is one of those teams that really shouldn't storm the field. I think it's. I mean, th- there's a certain caliber of program. Right, like a blue blood, and, and LSU's not a blue blood, but like they're good enough to be like you, you shouldn't be storming the. They have blue blood resources. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you think LSU wins though? You still think they win? I think they win. Yeah, I I think I what happened last I'm year just... is kind of a fluke, to be honest. Not high in Florida State liberal. I'm sorry. Yeah. So. All right. I uh, I think that's all the, the the previews I had. Did you have any more like games you wanted to touch base on? Um. Oh, I actually wanted to talk about my upset of the week. Lock of the week. Here we go. Virginia at Tennessee. No. Brennan Armstrong Armstrong is better than people give him credit for. Not that he was ever thought of as bad, but he had such horrible help last year with the receiver situation. I think things are going to look a lot better this year. Randy, Tennessee's favorite. They're favorite at 28 points. Tennessee should not be hyped. 28 points. They're losing so much talent, and they got... I'm mm. like, dude, what the... Virginia won three games last year, dude. I don't care. I don't know. I, like, I think Tennessee's Tennessee bad. They're overhyped. Tennessee is probably the most overhyped team in the they country They are, right now. but, like, I, I think, like, wait till they play Florida or South Carolina. The reason they won so many games is because they had a quarterback that was somehow older than Stetson Bennett. <laughs> That's literally it. What do they got now? Is it like a freshman? Is I, it a? I don't even know his name. Um, he was technically a backup last year. He was like. Well, then he can't be good if you don't know his name. So he would technically make some bomb throws versus weaker teams. I was like, look at this arm on this guy, and it's like, okay, cool. He could throw it seventy yards downfield, but that's not what wins you games. You week in, week out. What wins you games is a guy who avoids turnovers and can make the ten yard pass on third downs. Randy. Not the guy who can throw a 70-yard bomb Randy. for a touchdown. They, they literally beat you last year, and now you think they're losing to Virginia in week one this year. This is crazy, but I, I respect well, how bold this is. The passive appearance was called after he was already All 50 right. yards downfield. All right, the cope. Mm-hmm. Um, I, listen, yeah. for what it's worth, I hope you're right, because I, I hate Tennessee as well. I was actually stuck behind a Tennessee driver today on my way they back from work. They Austin P the week after that, and I could see them... 0-2? Oh. I could see them kind of just overlooking this early part of their schedule. I don't know, because they play at Florida in week three. I could just see them overlooking all of this, not really respecting Virginia. Well, the thing is, they play at Alabama and against Georgia this year. It's like they've got two, you know, giant red X's on the calendar this year. Maybe they're just, like, looking ahead the entire season, just assuming they're going to beat teams like Florida and Virginia, right? That would be very stupid to assume you're going to beat Florida. Like, I'm not super high in Florida, but... You got to respect the opponent. Take it week to week, man. That's that's the Saban way. That's why Saban wins. But I think a lot of teams don't think that way. 
you know. As the Big Ten contingency, by the way, did you want to discuss um, Ohio State, Indiana? I, for, you know, for the At sake Indiana? of posting, we'll, we'll discuss both of the schools, I guess. Um, Ohio State is currently favored by 30 points, and honestly, that seems kind of low in my mind. Um, I, I mean, really, like if, the, if, if Indiana keeps it within 30, it's going to be because Ohio State put out their entire first and second string in the fourth quarter and let Indiana get a couple of mercy points. Like, let's be real. Like, let's let's be honest here. Like, Indiana is going to lose. Rough. Do you disagree? Uh, I could see it being one of those situations where Indiana's able to kind of keep it within a touchdown or two the whole game, but never quite really ever catch up kind so, of thing. I mean, Indiana and Ohio State, right? Like, they played each other last year. What do you think the score was last year? I mean, I've already looked at it, and I can see it right in front of me right now, so I can't really... Okay. I'm just, dude, 56 there, to 14. No, 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 no. What was it? The COVID year? Was it the COVID year? I know. No COVID year, whatever. It was the COVID but year. What was the year where they actually played this very close? Like Indiana. It was they, 2020. They dude, that's, the, that's exactly the thing. People are looking back to that one season, 2020, which I, I listen, I know Bama won it all that year. But you have to admit, in the Big Ten especially, it was completely out of whack, dude. Like, that season does not count for the Big Ten, right? We started in October, late October. Michigan went like 1 and 3 that year. Right, and then went to the playoffs the following year. Like you, you cannot extrapolate anything from that season. It was kind of funny how they tried so hard to fire Harbaugh after that year. <laughs> I know, good thing they didn't. <laughs> it's just, but yeah, um, but that's what I'm saying, dude. Like honestly, like 2020, I, I, I feel like Indiana had a good season that year. Uh, they beat us, sadly. But what happened after that? 2021, they went two and ten. Last year, they went four and eight. Like they're, it's back to business as usual. Right, it's it's back to the good old Indiana. I'm guessing they go like three and All nine right. this year. I try to be a little bit more charitable. I'm not not to Posty. I'm sorry. Hey, Ohio State's this other team. Posty likes Ohio State. Like he's gonna have fun regardless. Okay. Look at that. Fair way. enough. All right. <laughs> Any other games, or should we uh, call it a week here, Randy? That's all I have. All right. Well, regardless of the outcome here, as always, I'm dude. I'm just so excited. I'm excited to be at a game too. Going to the Wisconsin game, of course. I assume you're going to the Alabama game. Maybe. I Maybe. still need to talk to my pole assassin about this. Okay, hopefully your pole assassin gets back to you and is, is on board. Because, um, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm looking forward to being at Camp Randall and just watching some football in person, dude. It's been too know, long. Man. It's been too it's been long. Too long. I, need, I need my thing back. It's like, I, yeah. Ooh. Part of my soul is missing when it's not football season. It really is. So we're going to be in this weekend, dude. Thursday night, starting Thursday. Looking forward to that, man. Um, yeah. So thanks again, everyone, for sending questions into us this week. We really love answering questions, by the way. Randy will back me up here. It's been really we're fun. I would want to make this a probably a, a very regularly weekly thing just because yeah. like this is so much good content for the podcast. I yeah. Mean, we, it always leads into better points we can make. It does. It's good conversation starters and it's it's something kind of unique to this versus like another generic you know, sports podcast. So really appreciate the questions, guys. Keep them coming. Uh, until then, enjoy this awesome weekend. And uh, well, as always, 